everybody, and welcome back to the Bible Said What podcast. My name is Elizabeth. I'm Claire Grace. And I'm Julia. And we are your hosts today. I am so excited for this episode. We have just barely talked about like the basis of what we're going to cover today, and I am so excited. These ladies have some amazing things to say, but right now we're going to talk about what the Bible Said What podcast is. If this is your first episode tuning in with us, we are a podcast that is designed like a Bible study, so we're basically having a live small group here, right? Um, And our goal with this is to make this the biggest small group ever. So where you can come in with your input is on our social medias. So we have an Instagram and a TikTok, and that handle is at BibleSaidWhat.pod. We have lots of fun things going on. Um, Yesterday, we had our first Q&A Monday, and that was a blast. We asked, what is your favorite song on the new Taylor Swift album? So Joy Clifford (laughs) said Midnight Rain. We got a couple of those. Um, Mary Camille Love said Mastermind Pairs, and in all caps, Karma. (laughs) And then Carmi Baker said, probably Lavender Haze. So lots of fun things if you want to get in on those discussions. Sometimes we're going to talk about, you know, questions related to the Bible. And then other things are just fun, like the new Taylor Swift album. But yeah, I'm super, super excited for today. So let's get into it. Right, so today we're going to be continuing on in our series of exploring the character of God through the fruits of the Spirit. So today we're talking about patience and kindness. So we're going to start off with patience here. And I feel like patience is definitely something that we do not have enough of in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, hustle culture is so real. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know that we're all feeling that right now. Um, for college, you know, we have midterms going on. Like, you're working a job. And mm-hmm. it's crazy. Oh, my goodness. Claire Grace. Okay, so I live with Claire Grace. She's my roommate. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this girl wakes up every morning at 645 <laughs> and has a perfect routine <laughs> and then is doing her Christian ministry major on top of being a barista, on top of being involved in campus ministries, on top of friendships, on top of blah, blah, blah. Oh <laughs> so much. So like it's a lot of reading. That's lot basically of reading. it. Yeah. She's literally reading through the entire Old Testament right now. I'm I pretty am. sure. Didn't she just finish reading the entire book of Esther literally I- in a day? Yeah, I just read Esther's only 10 chapters, so that's not too much of a feat. Um, My most proudest is probably on the way to just a random city in Alabama. Mm -hmm. I read the whole book of Numbers. My mother was driving. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Did I retain any of that? Probably not. (laughs) But that was about 34 chapters. Yeah. I'm going through the book of Numbers right now because I'm trying to read the Bible through chronologically. And I'm doing the plan that's like, read it through in a year. Dude, that's not happening. I've been on the book of Numbers for literally two months. Numbers is so tough. It's hard, man. And I'm (laughs) trying to comprehend all of it and like asking my professors things. And so like I will read two verses and be like, wait, why did the ground just open up and swallow a bunch of people? (laughs) Or like, why did the donkey just talk? You know what I mean? Lots of fun things going on there. Um, But yeah, so tying that back to patience, there's there's not a lot of patience in the world, is there? Um, And that is something that is a fruit of the spirit. And it's something that, you know, is a part of God's character. So first question that we're going to talk about getting into this Bible study dynamic is, Why should we as Christians, why should we embody patience when the world around us doesn't? So as I'm reading through the Old Testament, as we just touched on, I have just become so in awe of the Lord's patience for us. Mm. We continually rebel and disobey and fall from grace. And every single time the Lord opens up his arms and offers grace to us and Um, stretches out his hands and offers us back into his love. And that is just such a blessing from him. So if we are going to emanate God's character in our walk with him, we have to reflect that same patience back 
onto others. Yeah. yeah. So I think if we're going to grow in godliness, patience is one of the biggest virtues that we can grow in. Yeah. I always know when I'm reading through the Old Testament and, you know, you have the cycle of the Israelites where they fall and they sin, mm-hmm. they realize they messed up, they ask for forgiveness, God redeems, and then what do they do? They sin again. They sin again. <laughs> and I'm always like, stupid, like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then I realize I'm like, wait a second. I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we do the exact same thing. We are so deprived. Humanity is. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. We're really dumb sometimes. But moving on, <laughs> Julia, <laughs> do you have anything you want to add to that? Yeah, I think patience is such a beautiful quality that everyone should strive to have. Definitely don't have enough of it in yeah. this world. Mm-hmm. But it made me think of Philippians 4, 5. And it says, let your graciousness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. I think Mm -hmm. it's important to be patient because, like you said, not everyone's patient. So when you are, people notice. Yeah. And when I see people going through situations that should be stressful and they're not, they're not really stressed, like I feel like I would be, that glorifies the Lord so much. Mm -hmm. And I want to be patient and have other people notice that I'm being patient when I'm going through something hard so that I can encourage them and let them know the Lord is near. Like, I want my graciousness to let other people know that the Lord is near. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Yeah. One of the things we're going to talk about today is how we as Christians are called to be patient. You know, um, have you guys ever heard the joke where it's like, don't pray for patience because the Lord will give you opportunities to be patient? Yes. yes. <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> it's so funny. And I mean, it's so true. It's like, Lord, give me patience. And the next day you're in like three hour traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's so funny. But What we're going to be talking about today in regards to being called to patience is there's lots of instances in the Bible where we are called to be patient in different ways, Um, emotionally, you know, slow to anger, slow to, um, you know, slow to speak, slow to become angry. Um, And then also with other believers, you know, as we're leading people to Christ, we're supposed to go and make disciples, you know? Yeah. And that's not just going and like sharing Jesus and being like... Hey, here's the word. Peace out. You know, mm-hmm. we're supposed to plant those seeds and then tend to that yeah. and to help them grow. Discipleship is grow. a process. It is. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. It's definitely a process. Um, and the one that I really want to talk about today is being called to wait upon the Lord. Um, and this is a verse I'm pulling up Isaiah 13 um, that it says, well, pull it up, pull it up. But. It says, basically, he who waits on the Lord, he will renew their strength, right? Mm-hmm. And that Maverick City song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we love it. We love it. Um, and what that means is that word will in that, in that verse, right? That word will in the Hebrew translates to kava, right? And kava, that means to bind together by twisting, right? Like twisting a rope. Mm-hmm. And this goes to show that whenever we... Kava, when we bind our wills together with the Lord, when we align our wills with the Lord in that type of waiting on the Lord, he will renew our strength. So what does that look like for us? That looks like whenever we have a battle that we're going through, right? Whenever we have something that we are dealing with because we live in a broken world and the Bible says that we will go through trials, right? We will endure suffering while on this earth. Um, Whenever we give that to the Lord, right? And we say, okay, Lord, I have this trouble, I have this battle, but I'm going to give it to you and I'm going to align my will with yours, bind my will with yours. And I trust this in your timing and in your perfect will um, and that that will be done, right? And I think the beauty in that is that like our God cannot fail. 
You know, he Amen. can't he can't mess up, right? And so whenever our li- our wills are aligned with him, then we can't fail, right? That's where the strength comes from, mm-hmm. is is his goodness in that. Um, so I want to talk about when is a time when you guys saw the Lord claim victory over a battle that you had? So in my teenage years, I struggled a lot with insecurity like a lot of teenage girls do. And in this time, I really hard pin focused on my shortcomings and the places where I just felt like I was inadequate. Mm -hmm. And this caused me to just form a habit of pride and self-obsession, honestly. Mm -hmm. And it completely cut off my relationship with the Lord. I think that was the farthest from the Lord I've ever been because I was so focused on these areas where I felt like I wasn't good enough. And it was just a probably five, six month period of barely any prayer, barely any Bible reading. And then finally I broke down, cried to my friends and I told them how far away I was. And Mm -hmm. it was through the next couple weeks and months of just prayer and being like, God, please point me back to you and waiting on him to act. And just him showing me all of these areas that I had found my identity in that weren't him that I was finally able to see like my hope has to be completely in the Lord. So in that season of waiting, I really was shown just the magnitude of joy and peace that is found when you are completely resting in God and finding your hope in him because nothing in this world is going to satisfy. I was trying to build up myself when I should have been trying to build up the Lord. So yeah, I love that. It was cool. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of girls deal with that. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very common struggle. Because, um, I mean, that is what the world glorifies about women is our appearance, how we look, mm-hmm. um, how we act, you know, try to fit us into that mold. Mm-hmm. But we, we always say this on the podcast, but we're called to be in the world, but not of it. You know, yes, as Christians, especially Christian women, we are not supposed to fit the world's vision of who we are. And that there is a lot of insecurity that comes Mm -hmm. with that because your spirit, you know, is saying, hey, you're worth more than this. Mm -hmm. But your flesh is like, no, you're not. No, you're not. You're just (laughs) how you look. Yeah. So it was just, it's just incredible to see God's reclaiming of our souls for his purpose and not the world because the world's on a path to death and he's raising us out of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. Thanks, Claire Grace. You're welcome. It was good. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Julia, do you have anything to add on to that? Yes. I'm just going to say the question again to refresh my memory. Yeah. When is the time you have seen the Lord claim victory over your battles? Yes, ma'am. For me, it's also a personal story, but growing up, one of my family members was diagnosed with a serious mental illness, mm-hmm. and this was something all throughout my life I felt shame for, and I was embarrassed of it, didn't want anyone to know about it, and once I gave my life to the Lord... I realized this is one of the first things that he began to work on and redeem. And he brought so much life out of this. And just like he does, he turned it for good. He turned something terrible for good and for his glory. So I knew that it was victory when I got to college. And my first speech was a narrative speech. And I chose this topic Mm -hmm. for it. And I felt the Lord calling me to be bold and share the struggle with people, even though I really didn't want to. So my first essay and my speech was on my relationship and resilience, I guess, through this struggle with my family member's mental illness. And 
it truly felt like a victory when I was leaving the class after I gave my speech. I was so mm-hmm. nervous. I was a nervous wreck giving that speech. Yeah. But I left the class and this girl like chased me down and was like, thank you so much for sharing that because my family has gone through something so similar and she never thought that anyone else would have gone through something like yeah, that. Yeah, that is so cool. And yeah, that made it all worth it, even oh. though I was sweating bullets oh, in that <laughs> speech. Yeah. But that's when I felt like I claimed victory or God claimed victory over one of my battles when I gave it to him. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think that's a really good example of the Lord taking something evil and turning it for good, mm-hmm. you know, and because we're supposed to bear each other's burdens. And I'm really glad that you um, were able to relate to someone and that she was able to relate to you. Also, I feel like the enemy really does try to use shame mm-hmm. to keep us hidden in those things right. when it's something that the Lord can use for his good, right? Like mm-hmm. our lives are a testimony to his goodness and his kingdom. And of course the devil is going to try to hide that because he wants to put out any light that we have. Right. Um, also, I found that verse, Isaiah 41, 40, 31, excuse me, <laughs> said, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary, they shall walk and not faint. And that word um, wait is what means kava. I think I said will earlier, so I apologize if I misspoke. Um, But that word wait means kava to align our wills. And so that's where the aspect of patience comes in is as we wait upon the Lord, we are aligning our will with his and um, finding our strength in him through that. And I think that's really cool because that is definitely evident in both of your stories. You know, you said, Julia, whenever, as soon as you dedicated your life to the Lord, that's when he started giving you that strength and working on that with you um, and giving you that boldness to share and clear grace with you in finding your identity in the strength of Christ and not in Mm -hmm. the earthly things that our flesh promises is going to fulfill us and give us that strength. So I think that's wonderful. Yeah. So I think that is just any any Christian. That's very important in our lives because we are torn between pursuing a holy God but living in a very broken world. Yeah. Um, and I know me, like I I love to have control. You know what I mean? Like I it want doesn't. control over my life, man. <laughs> like I want to know everything that's going on. And especially if I'm going through something hard, I'm like, I got this. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. I can handle this. <laughs> and I very quickly find out that I cannot. Um, so that's something that I have struggled with. I talked in my testimony about struggling with pride. Claire Grace, we were literally talking about this in the dorm earlier. Because <laughs> recently I, I have been falling to the idol of my pride recently. Um, we love accountability. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, I do not like to give up control. And so that's something that... I know I personally am always working through is when I'm going through a battle being like, okay, the Lord's got this. My strength is always going to fail me every single time, but God cannot fail. I need to give this to him. And sometimes it's like, okay, I'm going to give this to God. You know, like you're having your quiet time Uh and you're like, it's really going to happen this time. I'm really giving it to God. And then like two hours later, you're stressing about it again and you have it back. Mm-hmm. I'm like, give that back. But it's yeah. so cool because we're supposed to boast in our weakness. Like mm-hmm. nothing in the world is telling us to boast in our incapabilities. But as Christians, we have this like amazing gift that nothing that we claim is our own. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very true. I it love was that. so cool. Like the other day I was in a Bible study and we were talking about like comparison and how we shouldn't envy other people because it's literally not their own. Like Mm -hmm. everything they have, the Lord has given them. So we should rejoice with them that the Lord has like blessed them in that sort of way. That is is a tangent, but no, I I love that. That's a good tangent. Wow. 
Like that is such a different mindset to have. Like we should be celebrating with others have mm-hmm. like some sort of um, like quality that we desire because God has blessed them with that. And that is awesome that God's using them in that kind of way. Amen. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect bridge wow. into kindness too. Before we move on, Julia, do you have anything you want to add? You were, you were like nodding your head. You were I like, was yeah. just taking that all in. That was so good. I just love what you said about how weight is kava. Yeah. And Say that again. Weight is kava. What yeah. language is that? Hebrew. Hebrew. That's that's the Hebrew root. And that's the Hebrew translation. You're yeah. Binding your wills to the Lord. Yes, to in like a twisting, like twisting a rope together. That's the that's the imagery of that word. That is so beautiful to me. And isn't I, that like waiting? When you're waiting, you're being patient, and if you're waiting and binding yourself to the Lord, I think that's just so beautiful. Yeah, it is, and giving Him that battle and waiting on his perfect timing and yeah. his perfect will to deliver you from that or, you know, to, to give you the strength to overcome that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's cool how in Psalms, like over and over again, and that's a book of praise. It's saying, yeah. wait on the Lord, wait mm-hmm. on the Lord. So like while we are waiting on the Lord, we're supposed to also be like simultaneously praising and rejoicing mm-hmm. in him. I love that's it. That's so cool. Yeah. I love it. That's perfect. I love it. I love it. So now we're going to be transitioning into kindness. So we just talked about patience. Now we're going to talk about the fruit of the spirit of kindness. And I feel like this is something that the world just genuinely needs more of. Like how much better of a place would the world be if everyone was just kind? You know, if everyone is just a nice person, the world life would be so much easier. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're going to open this segment with just a little story time. When is a time when someone was genuinely kind to you and it impacted you or it changed you? For me, it would be a my first small group leader. Mm. She just went out of her way to love on me and my best friend. And she encouraged us in so many ways. And kind of not really maybe forced us to do a summer internship (laughs) and that summer internship changed my life and gave me my very best friends that I have today. I love that. I love that. What about you, Claire Grace? Mine. Okay. When I think about people who have shown me kindness, I think about a best friend that I had throughout my whole life. She's still one of my greatest friends to this day. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember like maybe the year that me and her became friends, I was like nine years old and I got sick and she asked me to hang out with her. And I was like, sorry, babe, I (laughs) have a fever. And so instead of hanging out with me, she went to Target with her mom and got me chocolate and like a box of Cheez-Its and wrote me a get well soon card. And it was just the sweetest little act of kindness. That's so cute. And you still Mm -hmm. remember that even though you were like nine. Yes. Yeah. Kindness is something that definitely sticks with us, you know, and I feel like part of that is because there's just not enough of it in the world, right? And it's something that mm-hmm. seems, okay, do you guys know who Jordan Feliz is? He has a line in one of his, his songs. It's like negative. When <laughs> I'm not sure about He sings, that. he's like, we're going down to the river to pray. Oh, oh that yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I think I said his name right. I don't know. But he has, I think it's him. He has a song that's like, when did we let when did we let kindness get, or like, why is kindness revolutionary? You know, something like that. And it's very true. Is it like a response to Harry Styles? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> That's a wonderful question. We should call him up. Okay. Like, hey, do you know who Harry, he probably knows who Harry Styles is, but like. <laughs> no clue. No clue. No clue. Um, but yeah, um, I'll look up that lyric later, but wait, what was I saying? I totally got Your lost on it. Why is kindness revolutionary? Yes. I feel like this podcast is a very good example of how human we are because I am just 
everywhere, but that's okay. <laughs> Our Me strength too, is in the Lord, Me man. Me too. Yeah, we're good. Um, but yeah, I feel like kindness is something that is not the average, you know, um, which is kind of kind of funny because if you think about the word mean, the word mean means two things. Mean is in like the average mm-hmm. and mean is in like unkind. Ooh. And I feel like the world definitely takes mean in both of those, those mm-hmm. contexts um, because I would, I don't know if you guys would say the thing, same thing, but I feel like it is more average to be mean than to be kind. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. People are generally self-seeking. So Yeah. And it's easier to be mean than it yes. is to be kind. Yes, absolutely. So whenever, Especially in this digital age. Oh, yes. <laughs> dude, people like behind screens, it is so much easier to say something ugly behind a screen. Like we post reels. Guys, we have gotten some mean reels and real comments. Like I would be so honest, um, but that's okay. They're not mad at us. They're probably just having a bad day. Anyways, um, you never know what someone's going through, but still. Yeah, so whenever we do experience kindness, it's something that we remember. You know, both of you guys remember those very impactful people. Um, For me, mine that always sticks in my mind was just a random stranger. So I was doing, um, I was on a mission trip and we were doing street evangelism. I was young. I was maybe, it was my first mission trip. I was maybe 15 or 16 and we were at this like shopping center, right? And the group that we were, we were with, they're like, okay, you have two hours. Here's a partner. Here's a pamphlet. And you know, they trained us to, you know, evangelize what to say to people. Um, and they're like, go. And so it was just like, oh, okay. So we're, we're doing evangelism now. Great. Cool. Um, and so we knew what to say once we got to people, but it was me and my best friend, Maddie, and we just could not approach anybody. We were terrified. You know, it was these two little girls in a foreign country walking around this shopping mall. You know, everyone has different accents. We didn't know what to do. And so we were for about the first 45 minutes of those two hours, just walking in circles. And so we were like, this is not getting anywhere. And so we stopped and my friend Maddie said a little prayer. And then I think this is the cool part is because after we said the prayer, a man walked up to us and was like, Oh, what are you, what are you guys doing? What's in your hands? And we started talking to him and he was a Christian too. And he took time to pray for us and to encourage us. And he was like, Oh yeah, you can go. This is a good spot that you can go talk to people with. Um, you can say these things and really just helped encourage us. And he did not have to do that, you know? Um, but he saw us as future, not future, um, fellow sisters in Christ. And he just took that moment to, to pour into us, which I think is really cool. That is cool. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing that I want to transition into is Jesus's kindness is something that was very revolutionary in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like in, in biblical times, we see like a very, very split dynamic of like, these are the high people, you know, being like the Pharisees and the religious leaders. And then there's a very, very big disconnect between like the tax collectors and the sinners and, you know, the people who are quote unquote condemned, Mm -hmm. but Jesus, Jesus pursued the sinners and the tax collectors and the people who were unclean. You know, like Mm -hmm. we see that in um, the story of the lepers, right? How he healed the lepers. And we see that in John 8 with the adulterous woman. um, Whenever the Pharisees caught this woman in adultery and dragged her out to Jesus. And Jesus said, hey, hey, wait, let he who has not sinned throw the first stone. Which is really cool because that woman, according to the law of that time, that woman and the man who she was sinning with, which I think is also funny because the fact that the Pharisees dragged the woman out, but not the man shows that they were sinning because they, Mm -hmm. you know, weren't following the law and they were being hypocritical. And Jesus 
totally called him out on it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay, you think she's sinful? Guess what? So are you. Let he who is not sin throw the first stone. And the thing is, Jesus could have thrown the stone, but he mm-hmm. didn't. Mm-hmm. Instead, he, instead of letting that woman, you know, have the punishment of death that she deserved, he instead gave her life, right? Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. the biggest thing that he did is he also said, go and sin no more, right? So he freed her not only from physical death, but also Mm -hmm. from that spiritual death, right? He said, go and sin no more, live this life of freedom. And that's exactly what he did for us on the cross, right? We were sinners, right? We are sinners. Yes. And while Jesus was on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And he was in that context talking about the mockers and the people who crucified him. But I think that goes for all of us. All of us are dead in sin. All of us are ignorant in our sin. But Jesus said, forgive them, Father, forgive them. And in that way, he not only took our punishment of of death through sin, right? But he also tells us, hey, when you follow me, you can go and sin no more, right? Live a repentant life. We're going to fall into sin, but whenever we repent of those sins and have that daily repentance, that is where we find that freedom and that life. And we talked a little about freedom last time, um, but that's kind of my, my spiel for that. Um, but we're also going to talk about how can we reflect that kindness Because I think that something um, really cool about Jesus's kindness is there's a Hebrew word called hesed, and hesed translates to a loving kindness. And that's what Jesus gave to us, right? It wasn't just, he wasn't just like a nice person, you know, to be a good person. He did it through love, right? Because he genuinely loves us and he cares for us. And that's the root of his kindness. So how can we embody that? How can we show that hesed, that loving kindness in a world that is not kind, Yeah, so this brings me to the scripture, and this as is always, we love reading, it. But you can't go wrong with scripture. Go for so it. Go for it. I'm gonna read Matthew 25, 35 through 40. It reads, "For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me." I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did you when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger when did we see you a stranger and take you in or without clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, truly I tell you whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine you did for me. And I love this passage because it shows that kindness, I think this whole passage exemplifies kindness and shows that it's not just one characteristic and quality. Kindness is a lifestyle. You have to choose kindness Uh over and over again. Mm -hmm. Not just doing one thing makes you kind. I think that means you just did something nice. And I think there's a difference between that. Niceness and kindness. I like that. Continue to choose to be kind to people. And I... I love this passage because it makes me reflect on myself. Would I be the one to feed the hungry and give someone thirsty something to drink, even if it was out of my way and inconvenient to me? And would I clothe someone that needs clothing or would I just drive by not care? Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of like the story of the Good Samaritan. I was just about to say that. Yeah. Like literally going out of your way, like feeding them, giving them money and 
on like a dangerous road too. Yeah. Right. Like putting yourself at risk for the sake of another. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. do we have that level of kindness? And also, I guess it's important to remember that this kindness is not our own. Mm-hmm. Yes. It like comes out of abiding. It's an overflow mm-hmm. of our abiding in Christ. It's mm-hmm. him acting through us. Yeah. So it's just kind of the act of surrendering and letting him act through us. Yeah. That we can live in like true kindness to other people. So good. I like that. Going back to that hesed, that loving kindness. Mm -hmm. And how can we show true love if we are not constantly abiding in that true love? Right. Mm -hmm. I love that. Like, like you said, the cup of overflowing, we have to fill our cup up so Mm -hmm. we can overflow that hesed onto everyone around us. Mm -hmm. I love that. And also I think something cool about the Good Samaritan is like, that was a random stranger. I mean, of course this is a parable, but that was just a random stranger. And I feel like that is definitely true love when it's not necessarily someone that is quote unquote easy to love. Right. You know what I mean? Um, Cause our friends, our family, people that we, you know, know and that we, you know, care about sometimes they're, they're kind of like easy to love if that yeah. makes sense. Um, Cause naturally we want to care for them, but kind of like Jesus with like the tax collectors and the sinners, those were people in that culture who were seen as difficult to love mm-hmm. people who were, you know, evil and you know no one wanted to spend time with them some of them were like the lepers they were literally cast out of the cities right Mm -hmm. and jesus pursued them because i feel like that is true love when there's there's nothing coming you know returning um they're not giving anything to that person um i feel like that's really that true love Mm -hmm. yeah that's awesome do you guys have any more comments about that i thought about how like jesus went so far as to die for like his enemies is what the bible says yeah like he loved in like the most difficult of difficult people. Like he loved mm-hmm. his enemies and he calls us to that standard, which again, we can only like achieve if we're going to continue yeah. to rest in him. Yeah. I just think it's so cool. That is mm-hmm. so cool. I love that. I feel like um, moving on to like another segment of kindness and how we can show kindness. I'm about to be so real talk with this right now. Um, as females, I think we've all experienced this. Gossip is so prevalent. Am I wrong? Gossip is such a thing for girls and guys too. Um, But I know gossip is something that I have definitely been affected by and participated in in the past. I've had fun gossiping before. Like, literally, it's such a trap. It's hard. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult. Um, And there's um, a passage that I want to read in James chapter 3. I'm pulling it up. In James chapter 3, that talks about how the tongue has the ability to speak life and death. So James chapter 3, going to verse 7, says, Every kind of animal, bird, reptile, and fish is tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no one can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With the tongue, we bless our Father, and with it, we curse people who are made in God's likeness. Blessing and cursing come out of the same mouth. My brothers and sisters, these things should not be this way. And I think that is just, I mean, James is, is one of those books. It's just going to slap you in the face. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It is. He says it is how it is. Um, but that's so true. I mean, we have the ability to speak life and to speak death. Um, in old Hebrew culture, gossip was actually um, compared to murder because it's something that can't be undone. And one thing I want to touch on is the difference between gossip and slander. Yeah. So slander is <coughs> lying about someone, right? Making up a false you know, something, whatever, and using it against that person. Mm -hmm. And that can be corrected with the truth, right? Mm -hmm. Gossip is using the truth to portray someone in a negative light. 
Mm. And that's why it can't be undone. Um, I was talking to my dad about this and he used the example of a feather pillow, like ripping open a feather pillow in the wind and like a windy field. All the feathers go absolutely everywhere and then going and telling a person, hey, go pick up all the feathers. You can't. It doesn't matter how many handfuls you get. There's always going to be some that you're not going to be able to put back in the correct place. And I feel like that's why gossip is so deadly um, and why it's something that is so harmful to us Mm -hmm. um, because we do have that ability to speak life and to speak death in that. So do you all have any comments about that? Do you want to define slander? Really fast? Yeah, yeah. We said slander is lying about someone. Oh, yeah. okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. You no. did define that. You are so good. Hey, it's Split a good recap. Mind. It's a good <laughs> recap. Um, but yeah, how are some ways that we can speak life instead of speaking death? Like just in everyday life with people. I feel like it's pretty easy to know when you're being kind and saying nice things to someone versus when you're tearing someone down. I think you can tell when you've said something and it's just uplifted someone's spirit. And you can also tell when you've said something and it just kind of tore their spirit down. Yeah. Yeah. I think when you have the opportunity to lift someone up and brighten Mm -hmm. their day with your words, you should take that. Even if it might not be the easiest thing to do. Yeah. I think trying to act cool and like seem like you don't care about anything or anyone is definitely an option and that's probably the easiest thing to do but just step out of your comfort zone and go encourage someone give them a compliment yeah 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 absolutely what about you claire grace something that came to mind was like the idea of living our lives as a ceaseless prayer and mm -hmm. i think that when we're living in such a way that our minds are just just a very high standard to hold ourselves to yeah so I mean, I definitely don't live my life as a ceaseless prayer, though I try. Um, We all try. (laughs) We all try. Um, But when we are living in a way that our minds are focused on Christ, we're going to pour out onto others, like I said, like what we're speaking life into Mm -hmm, others mm -hmm. because we are viewing them as God's creation, image bearers. I think when we are praying, we are setting our mind on things that are above and taking the focus off of like what, Julia said, oh my gosh, like two weeks ago or the first podcast about <laughs> yeah. like seeing what we can give to others rather than get from them. Mm-hmm, Such mm-hmm. an impact on me, Julia. Oh, oh <laughs> I love that. that. Great. Yeah. I like what you said about seeing them as creations and image bearers of Christ, mm-hmm. because that's very true. We all, we are all equal in that, right? And all of us have sinned and all of our sins are, are equal, right? All of our sins separates us from God and we all need that same life in Christ, right? Mm-hmm. And so A, who are we to, to judge people? You know what I mean? But also who are we to tear them down, right? If we are all here as children of the Lord, right? If we are all here as image bearers and we're all pursuing the same kingdom, who are we to try to pull them back or pull them down from that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially as Christians, we are supposed to embody the gospel, which is life, right? Yeah. Going back to like Jesus speaking life over the woman in that context, very literally, you know, yeah. saving her life, um, but also taking that and whenever we do see a sinner or whenever we are, you know, confronted with someone who maybe doesn't have the best reputation or maybe they did something stupid, stopping before we speak and being like, Hey, I am equally as depraved and I'm equally as separated by my sin Mm -hmm. as this person. And we both need salvation through Christ. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that definitely reframes it a lot. So 
That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I think that something to remember is like when we are judging people, we are like taking on a posture of pride, which Mm -hmm. the Lord says that that's like the sin yeah. like that separates us the furthest from God. Like the original sin is pride. Mm-hmm. So we want to remain in a posture of humility. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were talking with our friend, Laura Brooke, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> we love Laura Brooke. And she had a really, really good, like she said something really, really good about pride. She said, whenever we are caught in pride, we are treating ourselves as a God or we are idolizing ourselves mm-hmm. over over the Lord. And that just put it in a whole new light for me. It's something that is not just arrogance or something that is, um, you know, just like being overconfident, but that's so true because we think, oh, everything I'm doing is of my power. Everything that I'm doing yeah. um, is, you know, I'm amazing. But when in reality... Mm-hmm we are completely overshadowing what God has done in our lives mm-hmm. and how God is working through us. Right. Cause all of our power comes from him. Yeah. You know what I mean? All of our abilities is stuff that he's given us and he is using to equip us for his kingdom impact. And whenever we turn to pride, we're saying, ah, I don't need that. I got this by myself. And of course that never goes well. It right? never goes well. It never goes well. <laughs> we are created to glorify the Lord, not ourselves. Exactly. Amen. We are created for relationship um, and to bond with our heavenly father. Um, and through that, we we praise him, right? And mm-hmm. I think that's something that's so good. Well, this has been amazing. Yeah. I have loved this discussion with you guys. Um, so don't forget to go follow at BibleSaidWhat.pod um, to engage in that fun, fun community. We'll get some notes. I post notes of our podcast every week. So if you are a note taker, um, I will definitely be posting those. I know I'm a note taker. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just a fun little thing. You can comment. They can be used as like a discussion board, um, all those fun things. And we'll keep up with those Q&A Mondays. And actually this week on Wednesday, we're going to be recording Alexei's testimony. Alexei is not with us today because we are in midterms. Um, so she <laughs> has, she we so miss you, Alexei. Um, and so she is studying for a test right now, hard at work, bless her heart. Um, but yes, we're going to be talking about her testimony on Wednesday. So hopefully we can get that up Thursday or Friday. But yeah, I'm going to pray us out and then we'll go. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you that we are able to come and bond with each other and learn more about you um, and your character, God. We just like to thank you for your patience and your kindness um, all throughout history that you have um, been so lovingly kind to us with that Hesed Lord that you chose to come down and to interact with us and to love the lowliest of the low um, and that you see us all as your children regardless of our sin or our status or whatever else. That you see us all um, as creations that you have made in your image, Lord. We like to pray as we go throughout our week that you will please just keep us accountable for any pride that we are walking around with. Help us please to embody your gospel through speaking life instead of speaking death, and that we can just be that kindness that this world so desperately needs, Lord. And we'd like to pray that you please give us patience. I know we joked earlier in the podcast about not praying for patience, but we're going to pray for patience, and that you will give us the boldness to place our trials and our battles in your hands as we go through those, Lord. And that you will please help us overcome those through your strength that we know that is not of ours, but as of you, God. We like to pray all these things in your name. Amen.